This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Let's fire it up on a Thursday. This is Sportsnet Today. You're on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Logan Gordon along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios in Calgary, Alberta, following seven rounds of the NHL draft in Nashville. The 2023 class has been selected. And for the Calgary Flames, six selections made. No trades at the NHL draft, just the one ahead of the draft. That saw Tyler Toffoli shipped off to New Jersey for Yegor Sharangovich and a third-round pick. Craig Conroy's team making six selections on the day, over the two days, I should say. Coming out of a class with three forwards, two defensemen, and a goaltender. And we will be diving into all things Calgary Flames 2023 draft class over the next hour and a bit here on Sportsnet today. Thanks for being along with us, whether live or on the podcast. Appreciate you being along. The fan feedback line is open to you, as always, on Sportsnet today, 960-960. Coming up on the program to kick off Hour 2, we will welcome in Vancouver Giants head coach Michael Dick is going to join us. The Calgary Flames selecting two members of the Vancouver Giants in this draft class. Samuel Honzik at 16 overall and Jaden Lipinski at 112th overall. Two forwards from the WHL's Vancouver Giants. So we'll get the latest on two new members of the Flames prospect pool from their head coach to kick off hour two. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, what you can expect the afternoon while well, we're going to be going through those Flames picks. Uh, in case you missed any of it, a big recap hour or so of the uh, draft class of 2023 for the Calgary Flames. We'll hear from a couple members of the Flames draft class that joined Pat and Aaron on the draft floor in Nashville. And, of course, we'll start with the first pick that the Calgary Flames made going back to Wednesday night. It is Samuel Honzik, 16th overall selection by the Calgary Flames from the Vancouver Giants in the WHL. Uh, Finished off his season with some very impressive numbers out of Vancouver. Despite being limited to just 43 games due to injury, He finished with 56 points, 23 goals, 33 assists. He was in his first year in the WHL after being selected 10th overall in the 2022 CHL import draft. A top role situation player for Vancouver, playing in all situations, special teams, penalty killing, power play, was a top role guy for Vancouver in uh, really all situations. He is just the seventh Slovakian-born player, uh, just outside of the top 10. Uh, Slavkovsky, of course, the highest ever last year going to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, so, yes, Samuel Honzik, your first selection from the Calgary Flames this year. Got some people off guard. Um, it was funny. NHL, you look at the different mock drafts, NHL.com, the two that I uh, checked out just as the draft was about to go down. Both of them uh, on NHL.com had Honzik to the Flames at 16. 
Uh, were there some other names on the board that interested Flames fans? Yeah, Oliver Moore, Gabe Perot, um, Axel, Sandy, Pelica, guys that we've talked about throughout the week were there, but the Flames go with a, a forward with some size. He's a left winger, left shot, 6'4", 186 pounds. Uh, here's what uh, Jason Bukula, former NHL scout with the Florida Panthers, now uh, draft analyst, prospect analyst with Sportsnet. Here's what Bukula had to say on the pick for the Flames. Uh, a little bit earlier on today when he joined Rustic and Rose on the big show. So his viewings uh, ended up being a little bit more limited than others only because he had that injury midseason. Um, yeah. But having said that, saw him enough to, to, to recognize the upside. Uh, so what you get is a big body who plays a 200-foot game. Uh, real hard to handle in the trenches. He's long. Um, so, you know, it's hard to, to, to get a puck off his stick uh, off the wall or around the crease. Um, character persona- personified. Like, this kid is such a great human being. Awesome interview. Uh, he came over here last uh, – instead of playing pro over there, he came over here to develop in the Western Hockey League last August. Still hasn't gone home. He's, stayed in, he's skating with Gallagher and his dad right now back in Vancouver and a bunch of the other pros uh, getting ready for, obviously, development camp now. Um, you're going to get a body here, guys, that's, uh, he looks like he could put on 25 pounds. Like this kid might end up being six, three, six, four, two twenty-five in the middle of the ice. And, uh, his mechanics, uh, skating wise have to improve. I would say between the blue lines, speed wise, he's, he's just got to get about 10% more out of his stride, like speed wise, but he's got tons of time and time to add the strength. Um, two F, uh, I would be more comfortable than one F. And better than secondary scoring upside, but you're going to be able to roll them out in all situations. That's Jason Bukla, former NHL scout. Like I said, now doing prospect analyst uh, work and draft prep for Sportsnet. Uh, he was, of course, on the broadcast Wednesday night and uh, today for rounds two through seven. Here's what FC Hockey had to say about Hanzik. Uh Well-rounded, rangy two-way four with offensive flair, capable of playing in all situations. Effortless north-south game, reach, skating ability, allow him to cover a lot of the ice quickly. A formidable presence on the ice. Excuse me, excelling at using his length to generate puck turnovers on the forecheck. A natural puck carrier with capable hands and a smooth, long skating stride. Uh, So the Flames opting for a little bit more size to go with some skill with their first pick uh, in the the first round at 16th overall. uh, And that 16th overall pick, Samuel Honzik. Uh, joined Pat Steinberg last night uh, shortly after finishing up some of the media duties that he had backstage in Nashville. Uh, he joined Pat for a conversation, his first as a member of the Calgary Flames. Here's Samuel Hanzig, first pick by the Calgary Flames, 16th overall on the draft floor with Steinberg. Congratulations. How uh, how you feeling? Uh, I feel unreal. Uh, still, uh, still processing all the stuff that happened, and I uh, really enjoyed it. What has today been like? Take us through the day of you being drafted into the NHL. Uh, I think uh, it was something what I will remember first of my life. And, you know, uh, this is the thing that you, every kid was working to get in this point. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be part of Flames and I will definitely enjoy it. What is the last hour hour and a half been like since you heard your name called what how crazy has it been uh it's been really crazy you know lots of stuff going on right now lots of interviews and you know especially photos so uh it's something new for me and i'm i I, like i said i'm really enjoying it right now what did it feel like 
and just I, I guess the moment when you heard your name what goes through your head uh it's something you know when i heard just vancouver i know like oh my god it's me so i like is it the, like is it is it happening is it true but then you know i had my parents are really emotional and uh uh it's been a really fantastic day you uh you would have played calgary in the western hockey league this past season do you know much uh, about the city uh, a little bit uh not really uh ring is pretty cool and i heard they they're gonna uh repair ring i think so yeah uh, it's a lot of stuff good lots of good stuff coming and you know i can't wait to play there we're talking with Samuel Hunzek, the 16th overall selection of the Calgary Flames, joining us here on the draft floor. So we talked to your general manager in Vancouver. We talked to Barclay, uh, and, and he talked to us for about five minutes. He says he was over the moon, first of all. He was so happy that you got drafted. But second, he just talked about how high character a player you are and how you're a team first guy you care about the team before any individual statistics has that always been a part of your game yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, uh like i said barks i can imagine him being so happy and yeah uh i think he's right and you know uh yeah i always put the team in the first place and uh you know uh they really helped me in my hockey career and uh i think uh, they are gonna still help me in my future and yeah uh you know, uh, I'm glad that I'm that like that person, and you know, uh, that's that's why I'm where I'm right now. Tell me about last season with Vancouver, your first year in North America. What was it? Uh, what was it like? That's a it's a big change. Uh, yeah, it's it's a big change, yeah, especially in lifestyle. You know, uh, used to American lifestyle, Canadian lifestyle uh, was pretty easy for me. You know, I found myself in, in, into it and. Uh, was really quick and you know felt people environment hockey it's unreal in Vancouver but you know now I'm wearing Calgary jersey so yeah. uh, I'll have to use used to you know maybe live really soon in Calgary so uh, it's gonna be really fun what was the the biggest uh, adjustment or change that you had to make coming from Slovakia to Vancouver uh, I think Outside the hockey, it wasn't anything special. But, okay. But inside the hockey, uh, inside the hockey, it was you know little details. Uh, you know, uh, I have to really work hard uh, because you know uh, we have lots of young good players. So uh, obviously, I want to help them. But you know, what I'm looking for is how they're gonna help me. And uh, uh, you know, it was the details like you know you have to know what you're gonna do with the puck before you get it. And you know, a uh, little bit of awareness more. You know, uh, you know, it's WHL is really physical, so I was focusing on those details. How did you like the the way you played last season? Uh, I think uh, it was something what I expected. Uh, you know, uh, obviously what, there were some injuries, but you know, uh, I think if I if I would play whole season, maybe in a draft, I would end up in a different team, and you know, I would be maybe maybe higher. But I think. Uh, the big thing for me to be a first rounder that's kind of like what was my goal to be because you know before i came to vancouver giants i wasn't even um first second third so i was like good fourth fifth and you know i worked really hard to get in the first and you know uh, i'm really happy that i ended up as a second uh, 16 pick to calgary um tell us about the injuries what what uh, what affected you this past season uh it was just a uh, leg injury calf muscle i got caught pretty day pretty deep and it was bad luckily it wasn't my achilles heel uh so i was back in two two months okay and 
Uh, that was, you know, one of the worst or like the first injuries I've ever had. But it's it's part of hockey. You know, it's gonna happen again. Maybe hopefully not. But you know, uh, you can't avoid it, and especially in unlucky moments. But you know, you have to stay positive and uh, work hard to get back. What does it teach you about you know dealing with adversity, dealing with tough stuff when you go through that, and and you have to be on the sidelines for as long as you were? What what did it teach you about? how you approach the game mentally i think it's about all about mind you know how you set your mind uh, especially when you are injured you know you can't think negative uh, you have to stay positive and you know you, you have to look up you have to look on it uh, from the bright side and you know find a, just find the good stuff don't look up that you can't change it so you know you find in the bad things and bad things you have to find really really good things and build on it and you know um i think you know my mindset right now it's really strong so uh, I know how to handle injuries, so, uh, you know, it's part of hockey, so. Samuel Hanzek, the 16th overall selection of the Calgary Flames. Okay, you're talking to Flames fans. How do you describe yourself as a player? Uh, I describe myself as a two-way forward. Yeah, good, good player on both sides of the puck. Uh, really good offense, good defense, responsibility on the, all, both zones. And, uh, you know, I'm really a big guy who can skate really fast, so... Uh, you know, uh, I can drive the net pretty well, and I know how to use my body in one-on-one battles and also as well in uh, driving the net. So, uh, you know, I can bring really, uh, really interesting, uh, you know, game from my side to Calgary, and hopefully, you know, it's just going to get better. But first, you know, I will do what coach is going to tell me and, you know, try to fill expectations. Uh, Barkley said that he's got a pro body and said that, uh, a lot of times it was like a, a man playing against boys this year because you were so much bigger and stronger. So are you, is that just is that just natural or are you a big gym guy or what? Uh, I think it's natural. Like my size is probably after my dad, but, you know, especially this off season, I'm working with NHL guys in Vancouver. Okay. So I, I would say I definitely get bigger. And Barks told me after I saw him, like after two, maybe one month and a half, I saw him again and he said like, oh, you look pretty, pretty big. Did you get bigger? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's one thing I want to like build on, and you know it's gonna just help my game, and you know I will bring the physicality in the team. Any uh, areas that you feel you really want to work on in your game? Uh, yeah, uh, there's the skating and uh, condition part, you know, and those two things. If I can improve, that's gonna help me adjust myself in, in the Calgary and in the pro team, and you know, kind of help to adjust an NHL game. So uh, those two things, if I can work on, and then hopefully I can come really, really prepared and uh, development camp, and you know, and show the coaches that I deserve the chance to try the NHL at least for preseason and then the next goal is going to be stay with the team as long as I can. Who's uh, Who was here with you? Who did you get to celebrate with? Uh, it's my parents, my brother and my girlfriend, so an agent so it's a small group but uh, everybody's watching home, grandmas uh, so awesome. everyone from Everyone I know probably is watching, and uh, you know uh, it's gonna be a long night. Maybe tomorrow I'm gonna open my phone. So okay, you have you haven't looked at your phone no, yet. No, no, I don't have it <laughs> oh, here. So good idea. You would yeah. have been distracted. Did uh, your parents tear up? Was there any crying? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I could hear when my dad said like, "Hey, congratulations! I'm so happy." I could hear his tears going down, but I didn't look because I was. <laughs> uh, my, 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 myself I was really surprised so uh, I was literally like you know just my head right now I didn't care about like honestly like what what I see so I was just you know kind of like flying and still uh, processing that yeah. I'm drafted so that's very cool how uh, and and how who is important for you 
uh, growing up in hockey? Was it your dad? Was it your mom? Parents? Uh, anybody else? I think uh, you know. Obviously, parents have the big, big, uh, big thanks for them. But obviously, it was it was all the coaches I had through when I was U18, uh, U20, and junior, and all the coaches I ever had. You know, trainers, equipment managers have really, really, really uh, big part of my success and i think you know big thanks go all of the player uh play, also players my teammates coaches who helped me to get in this point did you uh did you learn english in slovakia at all or uh, only this past year uh yeah yeah in school it's like second language and okay uh, my mom paid for a tutor so she was like oh you have to learn english because you never know when you're gonna leave slovakia and you know english is a language where you can speak whenever you are so wherever you are so uh, that's why my english is like I would say it's good. Really, <laughs> it's really good, really good. Hey, Thank you. Uh, and now development camps in just a few days. So are you going to stay here uh, uh, in North America? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I will probably fly back to Vancouver. You know, it's yeah. easier to fly from North America somewhere here, and now it's Calgary. So yep. then from Slovakia to Calgary. And so, yeah. Congratulations. That's thank awesome. You. Welcome to the Calgary Flames. Yeah, Welcome thank to you Calgary. Much. Yeah. See, you, see you in a few days. Yeah, thank you. There you go. That is Flames' first uh, round selection, 16th overall. Samuel Honzig with Pat Steinberg yesterday night following uh, the first round of the NHL draft. Uh, that was the big pick, the only pick the Flames would make in round one on Wednesday. Rounds two through seven for the Flames saw them adding five more draft selections. It started in round number two, 48th overall. They go to the QMJHL and welcome in uh, Etienne Moran, he comes in as a high-scoring defenseman out of the queue with Moncton in 67 games, 51 uh, assists, 21 goals for 72 points. Round three, going back to BC, this time Penticton of the BCHL. Adar Suniev comes in. He was a high-scoring threat at the BCHL. In the BCHL, I should say 90 points, 45 goals, 45 assists. Then in round four, the Calgary Flames back to the Vancouver Giants. Jaden Lipinski, teammate of Samuel Honzig, uh, center iceman, right shot, 6-4 in his second year in the dub. 66 games, 51 points for Jaden Lipinski. Flames without a fifth-round pick. They would go into round number six. They would select a goaltender, Yegor Yegorov. That's a real name. I promise you that. Uh, out of the KHL. And then Axel Hurtig, your final pick. For the Calgary Flames, round seven, 208th overall, a hulking defenseman out of Sweden, six foot four, left shot, Swedish Junior League for Rogla, eight points in 34 games, but a physically imposing defenseman, a uh, real defensive uh, defenseman out of Sweden there. That makes up your 2023 draft class for the Calgary Flames. We'll uh, hear from a couple more. We'll hear from Etienne Moran and uh, also Gene Lipinski. Uh, both of them who joined Pat on the draft floor on this Thursday. But uh, as the draft is winding up, we're getting final stats from the draft. as All picks are in, uh, courtesy of our friends at the NHL. 224 players born in 16 countries from 36 leagues were selected in the NHL draft over the two days. Uh, by position, 69 defensemen, nice, uh, 63 center, 34 right-wingers, 32 left-wingers, 26 goaltenders, Canada leading the way in picks by birth country, 86 Canadians, 50 picks from the United States, 24 in Sweden, 19 from Russia, 15 from Finland, and 7 from Czechia and Slovakia, 5 from Belarus, 4 from Germany, and then some individual ones, including 
uh, Austria, Denmark, Italy, Norway, Switzerland, France, and Kazakhstan. Uh, the league that led the league uh, that led the draft in uh, selections, the OHL with 35, the WHL 33 selections, 26 of them from the USHL. Sweden's Junior League had 22, uh, and on a local front, the uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League had three selections uh, in this year's NHL draft. We did have a couple of trades, nothing major. It was one of the more quiet years when it comes to uh, trades, uh, mostly salary dumps, to be honest. Uh, the Islanders traded Josh Bailey and a second-round pick in the 2026 NHL draft to Chicago for future considerations. Chicago then put him on waivers for an unconditional buyout. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers traded Clem Costin and Kyler Yamamoto to Detroit for future considerations. Clem uh, Costin, uh, the main piece of that deal, according to uh, Red Wings GM Steve Eiserman. Uh, they couldn't, uh, the Oilers couldn't afford his services over the bid that the KHL was giving Costin. Perhaps with more cap space, Detroit can. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto has one year left on his deal. We'll wait and see if the Red Wings decide to use this first buyout window or if they will keep Kyler Yamamoto uh, in Detroit. And the Tampa Bay Lightning traded Corey Perry to the Chicago Blackhawks for a seventh-round pick in 2024. Perry scheduled to be a UFA on Saturday. Blackhawks now giving themselves an extra 48 hours to negotiate with the veteran forward and Stanley Cup champion to see if they can come to an agreement on a deal ahead of free agency on Saturday. We'll continue around the corner. We'll kick off hour two of Sportsnet today uh, with a very interesting conversation. We're going to head out to Vancouver, hear from Giants head coach Michael Dick, who coached Jaden Lipinski and Samuel Honzik last year with the Vancouver Giants. We'll get the, the coach's thoughts on the two, is new, uh, two of the newer members of the Calgary Flames prospect pool. That's coming up. Plus, you don't want to miss it. We'll hear from Etienne Moran. We'll hear from Jaden Lipinski. And we'll get final thoughts on this draft class for the Calgary Flames from Craig Conroy and Todd Button. All of that coming up as Sportsnet Today rolls on. You're listening to Sportsnet 960, The Fan. This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Into hour two, Sportsnet today, live here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Logan Gordon along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta. Following the conclusion of the 2023 NHL draft, six selections made for the Calgary Flames, including two from the Vancouver Giants in the Western Hockey League. Samuel Honzik at 16 overall, and Jaden Lipinski, fourth round selection, 112th overall, two of the newest members of the Calgary Flames prospect pool. We've heard uh, from Samuel with Pat a little bit earlier on today. We'll hear from Jaden, his conversation on the draft floor with Pat Steinberg, still to come. But very excited right now to head down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to get a little bit more information on two of the newest members of the Flames. We go down uh, the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline and welcome in the head coach 
of the Vancouver Giants. Michael Dick, nice enough to give us some time this afternoon to chat. Michael, thanks for doing this today, sir. How are you? Not a problem at all. I'm doing well. Uh, talk to me about uh, the feeling for you on a, a couple of 48 hours like this to see two of your uh, young men that you've coached the last little while selected by the Calgary Flames. What's it like for you to, to see that? Well, obviously, we're really excited uh, and, and, and proud of them. And, you know, they've worked hard. Uh, this is certainly well-earned. And, and obviously, we're really excited about about them going to the Calgary Flames. We we know how good an organization it is. Uh, I mean, I'm originally from Lethbridge. So, uh, being a Southern Albertan, obviously, uh, I think it's going to be a really good fit for both guys. Was there any contact uh, between you and, and any members of the Calgary Flames ahead of this process to get a feel on, on either of your players that got selected? Yeah, I you know, obviously we spoke with, with Jason Taylor through, you know, through the season and, and Rob Sumner, uh, you know, being a, being a scout who, who's, uh, who's out west and saw us play a lot. Uh, you know, we, we had we had conversations with both of those guys. And, and I think, uh, you know, our, our general manager, Barkley Parnetta was, uh, was, was talking to some of the flames management. So, um, you know, both guys, you know, obviously, uh, you know, on the radar with a lot of teams and, and, and through that, uh, lots of conversations with everybody, but, uh, but, but I know the flames, uh, throughout the entire season were, were interested in both guys. Uh, Coach, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about Samuel. First of all, 43 games, 56 points with your group, uh, a high pick for your team in the 2022 uh, import draft. How would you characterize his first season with your club? Well, I, I would characterize it as, you know, as a, as a guy who came in and, and overachieved, overachieved for the most part. He, you know, he, he normally for, for imports, import players especially young import players that uh, that come in from a different country different culture it takes them some time to transition and 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 he's he's probably the quickest i've seen um speaks the language very well but but his i, I think his uh, his ability to adapt quickly um he jumped in with both feet he was very open to you know to becoming a vancouver giant and becoming a part of, uh, of the community in vancouver and and I think that was a big part of it. So he hit the ground running. He had a great first half of the season. Then um, obviously he got injured at the World Junior. He came back late. He worked hard, came back late, and then he got injured again. So, um, you know, he hit some adversity along the way, but uh, but for the most part overachieved. You talked about that injury he had at the World Junior. is a pretty significant cut and then, you know, injured a little bit later on. How did you see him as a player respond to those injuries? And how would you talk about him coming back from both of those to still try to be an impact player for your group? Well, I think that's, that's one of his strengths. Um, you know, any, any time, you know, he had a challenge along the way, whether it was a challenge from us or, or, um, you know, playing against good teams, he always, he always rose to the occasion when we, you know, when we needed a win or we needed, we needed a push, we could always rely on him. And, it, you know, we saw that, Certainly, when when he got injured at the World Juniors, I know it was hard on him. You know, obviously he was really excited about representing his country and and playing well and and uh, you know cut short. So he he worked really hard to get back into the lineup and and then we lost him again to to a concussion later on. But uh, fortunate enough to get him back for for our playoff push. But uh, that characterizes him. He's a, he's a he's a pretty driven guy, no nonsense guy, and certainly knows where he wants to be. 
Uh, what would you say his strengths are as a player coach? Well, he's a he's a big, strong guy. He's, he's got a big frame on him, and and I, and I think you know there's there's a lot of room to get bigger and stronger. So I think the ceiling's big here as far as is where he's going to take this. But really explosive off the wall is. And, and and being able to find the open ice and create separation from the pack, he's you know he's got the size um, and the strength to to break away, but but he's also got you know his first three or four steps are explosive, and and uh, he'll find open ice. He'll he has the ability to make plays. He has the ability to finish. Uh, he talked about with us uh, following the, the draft pick from the selection of the Flames. He talked about wanting to be better as a skater. Is that uh, an area that you see? Uh, that he can improve in as well. Well, I, I think he he's he's a very good skater as it is, but you know, with, with all these young guys, there's there's lots of room for these guys to to improve and develop, and and in order for them to to play at the next level, they're going to have to do that. So, um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I think he's got a he's, he's six foot three, six foot four frame on him. He's he's probably he's in real good shape. He tested well at the, at the combine, but um, you know, as, as, as he gets older and more mature, he's going to fill that frame out. And as he does, he's going to get he's going to get more powerful. Whether it's it's in his skating or you know along the walls or in front of the net. Uh, primarily a left winger for your group, but he he did take some draws for your team. Does he have the ability to play center, or is it more situational in in that sense? Yeah, more, more situational. We had him playing with Ty Thorpe and Zach Ostapchuk, and both those guys were. Were good centermen for us, so you know we we needed we didn't have very many left-handed shots, and we we needed uh, we needed a presence on the left side, and and yet I, I know he's played up the middle and and real comfortable doing that, and, and and decent in the face-off circle. So you know I think he can play in both spots, but uh, but I do see him as a as a as a really good good winger, not only at our level but at the next level. We're just starting to get to know the the young man as a hockey player and a bit as a person. You've got much more experience in that uh, than we do, so I'd lean on you for this one and, and tell Flames fans and people listening here, Coach, what kind of person they're getting in Sam Honzig here in the Flames organization. Well, as I mentioned, he he's uh, you know he came in with with the right attitude. He came in with a purpose. It wasn't just well, I'm going to go try and play in Vancouver he he came he came to us with a purpose and, he, and he's, he's a real driven kid um and that that's in the gym that's on on you know whether we're practicing or, or in the dressing room before a game or or whether we're doing some video or in games um you know he's he, he wants to be a pro and and that's why he came and and he takes his craft very seriously yet you know his his uh his ability to adapt is, you know, he, he jumped in with both feet and, and uh, a very well-respected guy in the room. His teammates realize that, and he's got a lot of respect from his teammates. He, he comes back to Vancouver next year. He'll be our captain. So um, you're getting a, you're getting a character guy. You're getting a, a very good guy in the room and a, and a guy who has the ability to lead. Uh, and his teammate, also a selection of the Calgary Flames, a uh, unique opportunity for two members of your team now to find themselves in the same prospect pool here in Calgary. Talk to me about Jaden Lipinski now in his second year under you guys. I saw big uh, points rise from him in year two, Coach. What was the biggest difference that you saw in Jaden Lipinski in his second year in the WHL compared to his first? 
Well, you know, his first year he, he came in and he wasn't even a draft pick for us out of Bantam. He was a list and, and uh, came in and made our team. And I think the first half of the season he was feeling things out and, and there was an adjustment for him. But, you know, the second half of his first season, he got his feet underneath him. He was more confident, which was a big key. And and started to, you know, not only produce, but uh, but, but made a big, big difference down the stretch and in, into us having some success in the playoffs. I think the, the big indicator for me when, you know, when you have a new player is, is how he comes back the next season. And uh, he came, he, he went to work. Like, he, he came back bigger, stronger, faster. And... You know that's 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 a sign that that obviously he's he's committed to to being a better player and, and to getting to the next level and I think that was a big part of it and I think we played him where we needed to play him in the first half of this season you know we we had Zach Ostapchuk so you know Lip Lip was playing just in behind him but playing a key role on our power play and, and penalty kill and and obviously some big minutes for us five on five and and had a fantastic first half of the season he. He he was thrust into a much bigger role when we lost Hanzik to injury and we traded Ostapchuk and and I think he learned a lot through that. So um, I, I think a big part of things was was him getting quicker and stronger and certainly more confident. Fair to say that with both Samuel and Jaden, they both sort of took on the role of of two way players for your group and guys that you could trust in any situation, Michael. Yeah, you know, with most young guys that come to our leagues. Um, you know the biggest thing that we've got to work on is is the defensive side of the puck. I think you know they've they've done a lot of skill work, and I, I think they've been utilized a lot offensively. And it's it's about it really it's about having that mindset of 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 a, uh, in playing a check and attack game. That hey, if, if you commit to playing well defensively, we'll get the puck back quicker, and, and you're going to get rewarded for it. But um, both guys being big, strong guys uh, with range, good sticks, they, they have the ability to play on both sides of the puck. Uh, if you were to describe uh, Jaden Lipinski's overall game to us, what would uh, come to mind when I ask you that? Well, he's 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 a big guy that that's got a great reach, uh, very good along the walls, good good around the net, has the ability to finish around the net. Um, and again, uh, I, I think deceptively, he he has the ability to to beat people one on one. I mean, I know that's one of the things that he's working on right now is, is getting quicker. But um, but a big strong guy, I think that can play in a lot of different situations and on both sides of the puck. What's key for for both of these young men as you see them take their next step in the hockey careers? Being drafted, obviously an important part and a very, you know, great day for both of them. But now it seems like the work is just going to begin. What sort of areas you see both of them needing to improve on as they get uh, into pro hockey coach? Well, I, I think with both guys, um, as, as they get into pro camp and, and, and go to camp in Calgary and, and get an opportunity to play against, against older, older players, bigger, stronger pros, um, you're really going to define exactly what kind of players they're going to be, not only for us, but, but for the Calgary flames moving forward. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of situational awareness. Uh, I think that they're going to learn, um, you know, I can, I can talk to you about shooting the puck harder and, and getting into way quicker and, and being stronger and faster. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that comes with, with anybody moving, 
moving up, but but certainly to to play at the next level, having that situational awareness when you know when they can make a play, when they're going to have to you know cut their losses and, and get the puck in behind, you know when when they can look for that big big hit or just just contain. All that is, is is something that they're going to learn from from the Calgary Flames coaching staff and and their experience uh, at their first training camp. Uh, have you had any discussions with either one of them? Is the plan or the expectation for both of them to be back with the Giants next season, Coach? I mean, I, I haven't really had too much of a chance to talk to either one okay. yet. I think they're really enjoying their their day with their families and and uh, and soaking it in. But at, at some point, we'll we'll get an opportunity to to chat with them but I think a big part right now is is getting them ready to to come and bring the best version of themselves at training camp and then you know when we when we get them back we get them back and and uh and then they're going to have uh you know obviously a, a big role both of them being 19 year olds in our leadership group as I mentioned Sam's going to be our captain and, and Jaden Warren a for us last year so that'll be a big part of their role. Uh, Coach, thank you very much for the time and for the insight for us here in Calgary. Really appreciate it. Congratulations on having two of your players selected to the team today. Thank you for your time. Not a problem at all. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Coach Michael Dick joining us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar, guest hotline, the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, who had two members of their team selected by the Calgary Flames in the 2023 draft. 16th overall, Samuel Honzik, and at 112th overall for Jaden Lipinski, uh, and interesting there, you hear from the coach that uh, if Samuel is back with the team next year, he's expected to wear that captain C. That's a pretty uh, important honor. And as you heard, a guy that's pretty well respected by his teammates. And for an import to come in into the WHL, have the kind of impact he did, uh, pretty special to see what Samuel Honzig did. And to be honest, I don't know if that's a guy that's there at 16 uh, if he plays a full season. He had two pretty significant injuries. Uh, during his season there, he got a pretty significant cut on his leg playing at the World Juniors for Slovakia, came back for a little bit, had to deal with another injury. He had a concussion uh, and then, you know, two big stoppages in his year, only played four playoff games. The Giants were out in four in the WHL playoffs, but putting up massive numbers. Uh, Lipinski obviously taking on a bigger role, two-way guy, but interesting to hear, you know, both those guys are two-way forwards for this group in Vancouver and expected to do a little bit of everything that bodes really well. If you're a Calgary flames fan to hear that a head coach like Michael Dick is there and, and trusting these guys to, you know, perform in all situations and uh, where it goes from here into do, you know, uh, player camp for them, uh, prospect camp over the next couple of weeks here in Calgary and uh, what the future holds. Nobody really knows, but uh, interesting to get the perspective and the latest perspective from a guy like their head coach in Vancouver, uh, so thanks again to Michael Dick for joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Let's hear from Jaden Lipinski, the fourth-round pick of the Calgary Flames, the second Vancouver Giant to the Calgary Flames of the NHL draft. He sat down with Pat Steinberg in Nashville following his selection, talking about his excitement level to be a member of the Calgary Flames. It's been a special day. I bet it's been a stressful day, but uh, stress gone, I would imagine now. Congratulations, man. Thank you. It's uh, so cool to be chosen by a, you know, a Canadian franchise and to just have it be Calgary. And, uh, you know, I know a few faces here, so it's uh, exciting. Well, yeah, you know uh, you know the guy who got uh, picked last night, uh, your teammate Sam Honzek. That's, uh, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's surreal. I didn't even remember it until someone brought his name up. I'm like, oh, my God, like he's going too. So uh, it'll be cool to have a familiar face. Oh, there. so that didn't even click right away, hey? 
because you're so caught up and just get exactly pit, okay? i had no idea but then I, I thought about it for a second and it's pretty cool okay so let's uh let's talk let's talk a little bit about the day um everybody says they black out when they hear their name is that what happened to you um no i i kind of remember it just because i just remember waiting and like being anxious and when it finally happened it was just like a sense of relief okay uh and what happens from there what how much of a whirlwind is it once you are going through all of what happens backstage we don't see it we just see this but apparently it is chaos back there yeah a lot of waiting a lot of lines a lot of pictures <laughs> uh signing a few things but uh it's uh it's a cool experience and uh i couldn't trade it for anything okay you go to the calgary flames how exciting is that uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, you know, my, one of my buddies is Colton Lankow, and obviously his dad, Damon Lankow, played yeah. there. So I uh, got, got a few connections, and um, I'm really excited. I mean, uh, I could have went to, you know, my opinion, a little bit less fortunate places, but uh, Calgary's a great spot. Okay, so did you uh, did you have any talks with Calgary leading up to the draft? Had you spoken with them? Did you have any type of idea they might be interested in you? Yeah, I knew they were high on me, but... Uh, you know, other than the interviews at the combine, and you talked to a few scouts. I mean, I was it was pretty. Uh, it was a surprise for sure. Okay, so what do you what do you know about the city of Calgary? Well, I know uh, it's a nice spot in the summer. Um, it's a little bit colder than Arizona, I yep, hear, but yeah. Uh, you slightly. Know, I, yeah, I heard the stampedes coming up, and that's pretty much all I know. Okay, so okay, <laughs> and that's where I wanted to go next. You are an Arizona guy, but uh, you've played. You're, you're playing in Vancouver, the Western League. So tell me about tell me about how an Arizona kid gets in to playing hockey how did it all work for you well uh, there are not too many ranks in arizona but uh, there's one called the ice den and i just remember being there um for a public skate and then uh, i just fell in love with it and then i had a stick in my hands and then i figured out i could make some money doing this so uh, I, I, I really <laughs> i kind of gravitated to it but uh it's it's just truly my love uh scottsdale is that is that where yes. you uh, that's where you born and raised yes okay so as you've grown up in Scottsdale, how much has hockey grown? How much has it become a larger and larger deal? Oh, it's it's growing, and, and no one even knows it, but uh, it's growing every year. I mean, you see guys taken in the draft. Um, you're going to see more prospects come out of it, but uh, having the Coyotes there have been huge, yeah. and hopefully they can stay. Were you a Coyotes guy growing up? Oh, 100%. Uh, it's funny, Shane Doan actually came down and shook my hand, and I was so starstruck I couldn't even talk. But, uh, yeah, really cool, really cool moment. Uh, Jaden Lipinski is with us. He gets uh, taken by the Calgary Flames in the fourth round of the 2023 NHL draft. Vancouver Giants forward um tell us about you tell us about uh you as a player if you were to be put yourself back in in those interviews how do you describe yourself as a player well uh, i think i'm a unique player um i'm a big two-way guy who can play defense but uh, as well as contribute offensively i think uh, i'm a guy who can play up and down the lineup and uh, brings a lot of upside so you uh had the big jump going from one year to the next in terms of points just tell us about year one in the western league to year two in the western league well for anyone coming in the league for most guys it's extremely hard to get used to the pace and the physicality and things like that so uh, I think I really developed my confidence later in my first year, and then uh, I was able to carry that to next year and have that confidence and sort of the swagger. And then, uh, you know, it just comes easier as you know you be in the league longer. Yeah. It, it, did you did you notice it most with production uh, in terms of the points you were putting up, or did you notice in in other areas as well? 
Well, uh, I think that the points kind of correlate to your ice time. So, you know, going from the first year to second year, your coach trusts you a little bit more to put you out more. And uh, I think mainly it's just the speed of it. And you get used to the speed, and uh, you can make more plays. You are uh, six foot four, right? Is that uh, where, you're, is that where think, you're measuring right now? I think with my hair, yes, but I think I'm <laughs> six three and a half. Okay, well, the, the hair does help. Yeah, uh, but so, okay, it, still big boy. And how have you how have you grown into using your size and strength? Like, is that is that an area that you feel comfortable with, or do you sometimes maybe not use it enough? I'm I'm curious because you know when when you're 17, 18 years old and you're bigger than a lot of guys, sometimes you don't know it. But have you been able to use that size to your advantage a lot? You think? Yeah, for sure, and that's part of the learning process. Um, you know, learning, filling out in your own body, and learning how to use your body. And I think uh, I've used it well so far, and uh, I think it's going to continue to develop. And you know figuring out ways to you know be more assertive and things like that so that's mainly my focus is being a little bit more aggressive and using my size in that way because i'm good with the puck but uh you know without the puck it's it's a little bit of a process you made sure to mention the the defensive side of the game how much do you take pride in away from the puck play and in your own zone well, I think it's everything. I mean, I'm not a guy who's like uh, Sam Honzik, who's that skilled. So I, I have to bring a little bit more upside on the defensive side. And uh, I take a lot of pride in it. I think it's it's part of my identity. And being that two-way guy is, uh, I think, what got me here. Well, talk, I, I'll ask you a few questions about Sam in a second. But tell us about playing in Vancouver and, and being a member of the Giants. What What's that been like? It's unreal. I, I can't think of many better spots to be in. Uh, it's a great city. And you know my billets are also phenomenal shout out to them but uh it's a great spot how was uh, so how did it end up being you going to vancouver how did that all come about well I, w- I was passed up in the bantam draft and uh, a few months later we were playing a tournament in arizona i was playing with colton lankow who was drafted by the giants and i think he made me look pretty good and so they ended up listing me and then uh, i think a year later they offered me a contract okay uh was that a pretty pretty much a no-brainer or were you considering going the college route i was yeah but um you know at the end of the day i think this is the best way to do it in terms of playing in the nhl and at, uh that's what i wanted to do so when they offered the contract okay. i just couldn't pass it up okay Jaden lipinski is with us okay tell us who was uh t- who was with you in the stands who did you get to celebrate with uh my dad my uh stepmom and a few of my buddies and as well as my agent okay and so any uh, emotional for them did you get any tears how'd it go no no tears yeah i'm sure my dad will cry at some point but uh it was mainly just i was just thanking him for you know not only supporting me but just being there with me and uh it was a huge honor congratulations man thank you so awesome much stuff Jaden Lipinski, fourth-round pick of the Calgary Flames, 112th overall from the Vancouver Giants. Right shot center, 6'4", 204 pounds, 51 points in 66 games with the Vancouver Giants. Wore an A for the team, and as you heard from his head coach a little bit early on, a guy that they trusted and put more faith in as injuries and trades happened for the Vancouver Giants and a guy they'd very much like to see back uh, with the team next season. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Continue to hear from some key members of the Flames draft class, including uh, Etienne Moran, the second-round pick of the Flames. We'll also hear from GM Craig Conroy following the conclusion of his first-ever draft as the team's full-time GM. And uh, Todd Button, the director of player of uh, amateur scouting for the Calgary Flames, uh, gives us his thoughts on the draft class. This, as Sportsnet Today, continues here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, getting set to close out the hour here on Sportsnet Today. Logan Gordon along with you. Alongside Cam, Taylor, and Ben on this Thursday. 
Wrapping up coverage from the NHL draft in Nashville. A special thank you to Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers of FC Hockey for their outstanding work the last couple days in Nashville. Bringing you all seven rounds live here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All the interviews with uh, any of the picks that were there in Nashville. Interviews with Craig Conroy, Todd Button. And, of course, a special shout-out to our sponsors, Calgary Lock and Safe and South Trail Chrysler for our draft coverage on this 2023 NHL draft. We're uh, wrapping up hearing from uh, as many members of the Calgary Flames draft class as we could. We've heard from Jaden Lipinski. We've heard from Samuel Honzik. Heard from their head coach in Vancouver. Michael Dick joined us to kick off the hour. And uh, still to come, in just moments, we will hear from their second-round selection Etienne Moran, high-scoring defenseman out of the queue from Moncton. He was selected by the Calgary Flames, 40th overall. He joined Pat uh, in Nashville following his selection. We'll also hear from Craig Conroy and Todd Button as we put a bow on our draft coverage this season. But let's uh, go down back to Nashville, hear from Etienne Moran with Pat Steinberg, 40th overall selection by the Flames defenseman, high-scoring defenseman uh, out of the queue. Very excited to be a member of the Calgary Flames. You can hear it in his voice uh, in this interview with Pat. Uh, Loves the Flames jersey. Knows a little bit about Calgary, but excited to get to know the city better as now he is part of the Calgary Flames prospect pool. Here's Etienne Moran, second-round pick of the Calgary Flames with Pat Steinberg a little bit earlier on the draft floor in Nashville. How has today gone for you? Uh, it's been crazy, just waking up and hoping for the best, and that's what happened, so can't complain. Uh, okay, so tell us about the day. How did it go for you? You talk about waking up, and it's a morning as opposed to an evening. Uh, how did uh, how did the day go for you? How 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 has it all played out? It was a tough morning, to be honest. I, I woke up and I was tired, but uh, now I'm, I'm back up and I'm pumped up, so... I uh, just can't wait to start, like I said, a lot of times, but it's unbelievable. I can't ask for any better. What goes through your head when you hear your name called and uh, you find out that it's going to be the Calgary Flames who end up selecting you? That's always a weird question, to be honest, because I, I just blacked out a little Is it, bit. That's, that's what most guys say. They black out, right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't really understand and you, you don't really understand like what's happening. You're like, is this really the NHL going on? And uh, you start to realize it when you get the jersey on. So, I uh, know, like I said, it's a, it's a crazy experience, and it's something I'll remember for the rest of my life for sure. So what happens, take us through what happens after you get selected. What does the next few minutes look like, next hour look like? It's it's a whirlwind, isn't it? Yeah, you start, when you hear your name, it's when you really start to realize what's happening. And uh, obviously for the next hours, I'm going to have a lot of fun with my family and uh, people around me. So uh, I just can't wait to get back to them and uh, enjoy my day. What do you know about Calgary? Do you uh, do you know much about the city? Yeah, I visited the city before, and uh, the rink shape and everything, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and the first thing I said when I got drafted is, oh, it's nice. It's probably the best-looking jersey in the, in the NHL, so I won't complain. But I know it's also, oh, uh, also a rodeo city, so um, like I said, I just can't wait to start. And being a Canadian uh, playing in Canada is a, is a great thing, too. So you, the first thing you said, the, the shape of the building, the yeah, saddle, hey, you like exactly. that, Exactly. Hey? I, 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 I always... I just can't remember. It's a saddle. I, I just know it in French. I don't know it in English every time. So, yeah. Uh, and you love you love the jerseys, hey? You love yeah. the old school look? Yeah, just uh, just the look of it and the colors are really beautiful. So, 
It's, it's crazy. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, tell us about last season for you. You had a huge jump in points. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest. Hard start of the season for the Elinka Gritsky. I, I got diagnosed with mononucleosis right before going to it. So a uh, hard start for me. I lost 15 pounds within three days because I couldn't eat. So, yeah, Jeez. no, it was a rough It was rough mentally knowing it was going to be the biggest year of my life. And uh, I just get a stick in my wheels out of nowhere. But uh, got back up, got to the training camp uh, back in Moncton, out of shape, 15 pounds short. So a uh, harder time, but it took me about two weeks to gain back that weight and back uh, gain back that uh, strength. So um, I was ready to roll. And start of this season was really offensive for me. Uh, I put up a lot of stats. I think I had something, uh, a goal every two games. So I couldn't complain. And then I started to focus a lot defensively for the second half and focus on the little details I need to work on. And, okay. Uh, but I still, I, it was still good production offensively. And same thing for the playoffs. Um, I had a, a great run. And uh, same thing for my team. We were really young, but uh, we got a game seven. We had five overtimes out of seven games. So I'm really excited, and I can't wait for, for the uh, next few years. Take me back to the beginning of the season. That okay, you said you gained back. You lost fifteen pounds. You said yes, sir. You gained it back in two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. I, I'd say maybe even a week and a half. What did just smashing junk food, or how'd you how'd no, you get I, it back so quickly? I have no clue. I, you should ask my trainer back in Moncton. He might be listening, Graham Black. I I don't know. You should ask his tricks. But uh, no, it it didn't take me long and. Um, I remember the first day I got to go with my doctor, I rented an ice and I was back on it. So uh, obviously it was the first thing I wanted to do, get back in shape and be ready for the biggest year of my life. How uh, how much did that test you mentally to, to go through that and to have to go through all of the, you know, all of what goes on in that? Yeah, and it made me learn a lot of lessons about life, to be honest. Uh, uh, sometimes you work hard a lot and you just get hit out of nowhere and uh, it's not how you fall back, but all you get back up. So. Uh, no, obviously it was a hard time for, mentally for me, but um, at the end of the day, I got back up and I, I got a great season. And everything happens for a reason. Sometimes you don't see it, uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe at the Alinka Grisky, I would have got injured and it would have led into my season. So uh, yeah. you, you never know. You, you got to enjoy life and uh, you make decisions and you don't look back. You talked about the offensive numbers. Did they did they surprise you at all? Was it something that you were expecting to take that big a jump on? It's something I. Not that I planned the goal, but it's something I wanted to. I wanted to hit the 70 points because I would have gotten 100 points within two seasons. So obviously I checked a little bit, but uh, I didn't want it to play in my mental. And I, I just, like, whatever happens, happens once again. But I uh, know I surprised myself with this season, obviously. And uh, same thing for the playoffs. I had a really good run, and our power play was working really good. And uh, same thing for next year. We had the first overall pick, Caleb Denoyer. So uh, really excited about him, and I uh, can't wait to start once again. So do you... Uh is has offense always been a big part of your game even going up through minor hockey or is that something that is developed a little bit later i'm gonna be honest i've always been a stay-at-home defenseman really uh, yeah for the past three years i've developed my offense have um and then i just want to work on my defense again and i want to bring it up to a new game I'm, i still consider myself to be a good two-way defenseman i can play both uh, both ends of the ice but uh, I want to be better and bring it up to an A game, like I just said. So how how do you when you talk about developing your offensive game? Mm-hmm. What goes into that? 
I, I'd say my mindset, I don't even know how, just my mindset following the play better and analyzing the play better offensively. So uh, definitely the mindset, the experience and the confidence of, uh, as an example, being a second year in the QMJHL really helped me. I had big roles as a 16 years old. I touched the first power play for half the season. So uh, it helped me a lot th for my confidence. And uh, no, obviously, uh, you just you just need to understand that you're there for a reason. And even though there's big names around you, like you guys just said, you're there for a reason. So uh, don't stress it out and play hockey. Um, so is would you say right now you see yourself more as a stay? Uh, sorry, as a as a two way defense. I mean, you've kind of been a stay at home uh -huh. guy, worked on your offensive game. Really feel like you're you're becoming that two way guy. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. I'm still a good two way defenseman, like I said, but it's not up there yet. And that's what I want to. That's what I want to be. I want to be as reliable offensively, but also defensively. So in terms of the uh, the strengths of your game, I mean, skating, size, like what what do you feel? of the, the really big strengths in your game? Strongest asset is my hockey IQ, so I'm very cerebral, whether it's on and off the ice. Um, just uh, just like I said, my hockey IQ, so whether it goes with the poise with the puck or just being smart, uh, decision-making. I have a really good first pass, too. Uh, I have a good agility on the blue line to find lanes of shots. I have a great wrist, uh, wrist there, so... Uh, wrist shot, sorry. So yeah, those those are basically my, my, my strengths. Tell us about playing in Moncton and yeah. uh, playing for the Wildcats. It's incredible. Uh, you guys have Jacob Peltier yeah. over there too, so he knows it. Uh, just the facilities we have, I, I don't even understand. It's crazy for a junior and uh, same thing, the organization is crazy. I, I can't ask for better and like I said earlier, they took me in as a 16 years old, they gave me big roles, so they basically gave me everything and they built me as a player but also as a person and uh, made me learn a lot of things, so uh, can't ask for any better. How uh, how big a deal is Pelche in Moncton? Like, is he still a pretty big deal out there? Yeah, obviously you know his name, every guy on the team knows his name. Okay. And, uh, I think he played his first NHL game this season so we, we all watched him and whenever he scored his first goal, the same thing, so uh, obviously he's a big uh, role model for me but also the other guys and uh, our GM back in Moncton, uh, Richie Thibault, just keeps talking about uh, how much of a gentleman he was. And I, I, I learned it when he texted me after my season just to congratulate me and say uh, of how good a season I had. So I uh, know he's a really nice guy, and I'm looking forward to meeting him. Uh, okay, who was here with you today? Who would you get to celebrate with today? Not a lot of people, to be honest. I'm really reserved in a way. So um, I have both my parents. I have my sister, her boyfriend, and I have my girlfriend that's there, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's still a pretty big that's a yeah, big it's not, group. It's not bad, yeah. Yeah, but that's the important people, uh -huh. right? You get exactly. to... What were the emotions like for them? Did you did you catch? Was there any tears or anything like that? Uh, my parents, I know they're really stressed. Uh, not in life, but they were really stressed for me uh, coming up here. So uh, I know it was a stressful time for me. They're probably relieved now, but uh, I just can't wait to go back and see them. Yeah. Any uh, who was important for you as you were going through hockey? Uh, parents. Mm -hmm. There's, young coaches who, yeah. who do you who do you think about on a day like today there's a lot of people thinking all the coaches i have i have a couple of coaches in my mind right now serge tellier marco lemay um andre savage or even all the moncton organization they really helped me out and same thing for richie thibault really helped me out uh, our coach back in moncton defensive coach uh, joshua Epditch or uh, dan lacroix or coach uh, head coach so um, all these guys really helped me out and um, at the end of the day I, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for those guys or there's probably some that I'm forgetting right now but uh, there's a lot of guys that helped me out excited to be on the ice in a few days at development yeah. camp yeah obviously uh, I've been training hard for the past weeks so 
Uh, I can't wait to go on the ice and prove and show why I'm a superstar. Okay, so you're back. You're back into you're back into trading. You've been back on the ice. Oh yes, of course. Okay. I, I took I took I think it was a week and a half break. It wasn't long. Okay. I was back to training. So uh, no, obviously it was a big season too for me. So uh, I had to to get a little break in, but. Now I'm I'm fired up and I'm ready to go. Congratulations on being drafted. That's awesome. Uh, Offer uh, Calgary. Thank you very much. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you man. It. Be well. It's Ian Moran, uh, the second round pick by the Calgary Flames, 40th overall defenseman out of Moncton in the QMJHL. High scoring defenseman, very good all around game. Seems like a nice add to the Flames decor that needed an injection of all around skill. Moran seems like a. Pretty consensus, uh, good pick by the Flames there. Of course, what does consensus pick mean? We have no idea. Uh, we're just going off of numbers and what scouts have seen. Seems like a, a solid young man. Very excited to come to Calgary. And uh, I think that's probably the minimum you can ask for uh, when it comes to these draft picks is excitement level. Obviously, that's been a big year for him. Uh, dealt with mono, but bounced back from it to have one of his best seasons and uh, wound up with him being drafted in the second round by the Calgary Flames. Let's hear from Todd Button, the director of amateur scouting for the Calgary Flames. His uh, annual post-draft chat with Pat Steinberg on the draft floor in Nashville, putting a bow on this class for the Calgary Flames. Four picks are now officially in the books. Six of them made by the Calgary Flames as we welcome you back to Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. The draft is all wrapped up. The Flames select three forwards, two defensemen, and a goaltender. And that is their class of 2023 for the NHL draft in Nashville. All wrapped up. The man who oversaw the draft table from a scouting perspective, the director of amateur scouting, Todd Button, with me here on the draft floor right now. Another one in the books, Todd. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, this time you had you had double the picks as last year, a little busier than 2022, and another one all done. How's it feel? Feels good. We got a starting lineup for a couple of years down the road. I guess, yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> Three, two, and one. Didn't even think about that. Um, how? Uh, just take us through as business as usual on the draft floor at the table for your group. Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting because, like I said before the draft, we were going to get some really good players that are. Not only myself and Connie and the organization was excited about, but the scouts, and that's important, right? They work all year and they're excited. And at the end of the end of the draft, they're all coming over. Let's get this guy. So we could have probably gone for a couple more rounds with our scouts. Yeah, they were that, they were that excited. Uh, and I know that uh, I know that Craig was uh, thinking about moving up, moving down. You talked about that a little bit after the first round, uh, but. You, end up still getting six uh six new prospects into the organization and i know that every year you're happy about your group you're happy about the guys you pick but how do you feel about the class of 2023 i feel really good about it um i think we were prepared to do a lot of different things and uh there was a lot of move movement while we we're sitting there waiting at 16 not movement but calls and you had to be as the kids say super aware yeah <laughs> and uh we were prepared and uh um, you know, we, we had to be patient a little bit. We didn't want to force anything. You know, the, the it's easy to move up if you give up a lot, and we weren't really prepared to do that. So we were patient. We got a guy we really, really like, obviously, in Samuel Hanzik, and then uh, went back last night, and we didn't have much to do. Like, our list was still in place. Um, we just The only thing we really talked about was uh, goalies, and then uh, the one thing with goalies is once the first one goes, they all go. Yep. And, uh, like, I think four went before our pick at 48. So that's the way it was. And then we just, again, we just went off our list. So it, it uh, you know, from uh, 
uh, Moran to Sunyev to Lipinski, and then we didn't have a fifth, and then um, Jordy got involved with the Russian goalie, Igorov, yep. and then uh, our last pick, uh, uh, big, big uh, defenseman from Sweden. You told me on Tuesday that, you know, the, the way that this draft was setting up, that there's you had like 15 guys that you would have told Craig that, no, you, you can't trade down or we're going to lose him. Was that the situation with, with Samuel? I, I've been told that, yeah, you guys were pretty happy he was still there. Um, I'm not, I did lie to you a little bit. I wouldn't call it lying. Um, we put another level in. Okay. <laughs> after our call, and that was, uh, and Samuel was part of that. So, um there was a couple guys we want. We were talking about moving up or, or looking to move up if uh, okay. if 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 there wasn't a group of four or five, and he was included in that group that we were prepared to move up to get, and that's what a lot of the calls were about. But it, you know, as it went on, the guys kept on uh, guys being picked, and they, we still had our guys, so we were really happy. We didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to give up anything to go up and get them. So, but we were prepared to do it if we thought it was necessary. So is that a situation, and if this is telling tales out of school, then slap me in the back of the head, but is, is that a situation where, like, okay, as you have that group of four or five, as each one comes off, and then there's only one left, is that when you would urgently make that move, and, and then, okay, now we have to trade up? Would that be the situation? Co- correct, but it, it wasn't, it was uh, t- about two guys. Okay. There were two guys we were tracking, and if they had fallen, um, if they hadn't fallen, then we were uh, um, we were looking to move up. And okay. we just had to keep on monitoring it, and, and it's it's not easy because you're excited, and Connie wants the player, and Connie knows the player, and we we all like the other player well. So it just it's the way it worked out, but it's just tracking the draft and having like you have stuff in place. Like Connie's talked to GMs; they'll do this, they'll do that in case. Okay, our player's still here. We're not gonna we don't want you to we don't want to trade with you. So. It's, it's an ongoing conversation that just okay. keeps going until 16, and Samuel was the guy there, and he was. Uh, we were really excited to get him. How come? What what makes Samuel Hanzek? You talked about you're going to get yourself either a top-flight defenseman or, or a real top-end forward. What makes Hanzek fit that bill as a forward? The whole package. The whole package. So sometimes you break it down. We break it down into different departments, but his skill set. But also, like, sometimes the sum of the parts – is better than the individual parts not with this guy the individual parts equal the whole package and he's got skill he's got leadership he's got character he's uh mentally tough he passed all our like our mental performance um all the stuff matt brown does with him all the stuff the strength and conditioning did with him um it all added up to uh, like a player that we just we coveted we really liked and it was positionless right it was He's a left wing. We know we've got a lot of left wings, but it didn't matter. He was uh, okay. he he could jump right to the top of that group, right? So the thing with him, strength and condition wise too, he, he's still he's still young, right? I mean, he was uh, he's 18 years old, but um, when Rick Davis was uh, telling us about his energy systems, in order to train at a higher level, if you have really good energy systems already in place, then it makes it easier, and he does. So he's already athletic. He's got room to put on a lot of more lean muscle mass. So everything was like his ceiling is so high in our estimation. And he still he still was a high scorer there in the WHL this year. So yeah. skill, everything. He's, he could play any situation. So we're just, just excited about the whole package. Todd Button, Director of Amateur Scouting. Tell us about ATM Moran out of Moncton. So ATN, uh, our former scout Richie Tebow is the general manager GM, yeah. there, and we knew we knew a little bit about ATN coming into the year. I saw him last year at the 17s, and then uh, looking forward to see him at the Hlinka, but he um, he got mono in the summer, yeah, so he lost didn't, 15 pounds. Yeah, so he didn't go. So you know, we just kept on tracking him. We knew like 
he's uh, he's he's mobile. He's really really smart. Um, he played way too much in Moncton, especially in the playoffs. I think they had five overtime games. Yeah, and uh, it wore him down. But he's playing 35, 40 minutes. But uh, his head, his brain, his ability to play, even though he was tired, shows how smart he is, right? And he he did wear down. And then, you know, he hopped on a plane mid right after it was all over and heads over to. Switzerland gets parachuted in right in the middle of the under 18s and he, he looked burnt <laughs> but uh, we knew why so yeah um, he's uh, he's again character kid like all the mental performance stuff that Matt Brown does with these guys he was he was high on Matt's uh, list of like top psychological profiles uh, Idar Sunyev Penticton V's BCHL uh, what do we like about your third round pick so we hit, we knew him from last year I've actually seen him play he's at St. Tom or sorry uh, St. Andrews College when he was younger okay he played there so I'd seen him play as a, as a younger player so you know he was a good player he was uh, he was a big kid even when he was younger and then obviously we knew about uh, Bradley Nadeau who we saw at the 17s last year and he was a, he was a high-end player that was really intriguing for us so in in the process of watching uh, of Nadeau, we kept on watching Sunya. Okay. And it was uh, they were dynamite together, and then you add in uh, Nadeau's brother Josh. It was it was uh, it was a great line to watch, and they split them up at times. But the neatest thing about them, I think they only lost three games all year, one playoff game, is they played the right way the whole time. Even they were up, they didn't cheat, they back checked, they worked hard. So he's a big, strong kid with uh, really, really good hands. Really, he can shoot the puck. And he's got a he's got a physical side to him. Like he he gets uh, he he gets involved. He gets involved physically on the forecheck, and he's he can be an intimidating factor when he's he's on the forecheck coming to get the puck. Jaden Lipinski is uh, Samuel's teammate in Vancouver. What do we like about him? A little bit of a later later developer. He's from uh, Arizona, but a guy's again guy you saw last year, and then you saw the steps he made this year. He's a he's a big right hand shot. He's um, he's more of a possession type right now, um, cycle guy. Um, he needs to work on his skating, but uh, um, we think the work ethic, uh, he comes from an athletic family. His dad was a football, a college football quarterback. He could have played football. Um, but we yeah, think, you could tell. We think, we think the growth potential's there in the, just because he wasn't exposed to high-level hockey when he was younger growing up in Arizona, and yeah. he came up to Canada to get exposed to it. And he's, he's taking steps every step of the way, so excited about him too. Uh, how, did, uh, how did Jordan and his goaltending group get involved to make sure you chose Yegor Yegorov in the sixth well, round Jordan Jordan he watches so much it's unbelievable the goalies he watches all year like the the list is extensive and he's not only guys that are drafted guys that are going to be drafted next year's draft he's got his list is is 50 60 long so he narrows it down towards the end and then uh, you know he had a couple of those guys that went high like he we were talking about them earlier and um they all went and he said this is the guy he's like sixth or seventh round if we're gonna take a goalie i want this guy and he had some intel that other teams like liked him too so okay we just, we just said at the sixth round that's the pick to take him don't 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 fool around anymore and finally axel hertig in the seventh round tell us about him and uh how you identified him as your final pick of this year's draft well david uh, david Ackerbloom, our uh, swedish scout um watched him a lot in in junior but he was sort of like the i'd say the eighth ninth defenseman with the uh, swedish under 18 team and as the year went on, a couple guys got hurt, and he got in a bigger role. And then at the 18s, uh, sorry, he played more as, as he went along. So he saw it again, start of the year to the end of the year, the progress. And then at the 18s, two, uh, a big one of their top four got hurt, and he stepped in, and he was physical. He was really, really good defensively. He's a bit of a project, but we got more time on a European player. So yeah. uh, when I say project, he's a big kid. Um, 
the, the physicality comes natural to him. He moves pretty well. He's a little bit stiff in the skill department right now, but we, we thought uh, um, putting this guy in our pipeline would be really good, and we got time on him. So, Very cool. You're happy about your you're happy about your draft class, hey? Uh, say it's, uh, it's another year where you're going home pretty happy, hey? Always. I've never left here not being happy about it. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Uh, get home safe, hey? Congratulations. You guys, too. There you go. Todd Button, Director of Amateur Scouting for the Calgary Flames. Wrapping up this draft class for the 2023 season. The first with Craig Conroy at the helm as GM. Flames uh, picking six times in the draft. Three forwards, two defensemen, and a goaltender. Led by Samuel Honzeg, the 16th overall pick from the Vancouver Giants. That'll put a bow on Sportsnet today. We will join Blair and Barker coming up next. But if you missed anything from our coverage in Nashville, head to our podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Uh, We've got it all up there for you. Interviews with all of the players the Flames picked that were in Nashville and available to us. Interviews with GM Craig Conroy. Todd Button's interview is there. All of our coverage uh, with Pat and Vickers from Nashville up in podcast form. The guys were covering rounds one through seven of the draft live starting last night uh, with round one and then continuing today earlier on with rounds two through seven. So a special thanks to Pat and Aaron for their outstanding work in Nashville. Thank you uh, to our great sponsors, Calgary Lock and Safe and South Trail Chrysler for their support uh, as well as we got to bring you the draft uh, from Nashville this year. Very excited to uh, bring you this class and excited to see what the future holds for these young men. Uh, special thank you as well to Vancouver Giants head coach Michael Dick. He joined us in hour two of the program here on Sportsnet today uh, for his insight on the two Vancouver Giants draft picks, Samuel Honzik and Jaden Lipinski. So if you're wanting uh, a little bit of coach speak on uh, two players that played for the Vancouver Giants last season. Uh, hit up that interview. It'll be up with the podcast for Sportsnet today. Uh, and you can hear from the Vancouver Giants head coach. we got to get out of here. Thank you to Cam. Thank you to Taylor. Thank you to Ben for all their hard work today. We'll be back for a Friday additional free agency preview out of the Canada Day long weekend. We'll talk to you then here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.